December 14, 2022 meeting of the Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals is now in session. Good evening and welcome to this meeting of the Arlington Board of Zoning Appeals, which is also known as the BZA. I'm Judy Freshman, Vice Chair of the Board. The board's made up of five citizens appointed by the Circuit Court. In addition to myself, we have Chair Lindsay Arthurs, who's unable to be with us tonight, and board members Inta Malice, Portia Clark, and Richard Kaplan. Also present are the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, Meg Ryan, BZA Associate Planner, Stephen Rissi, the Zoning Prim Supervisor, and Patricia Petrosini, Assistant to the BZA. We ask that you please give us some grace as we navigate between in-person and virtual in our format. Before we call our first case, I will share with you some general information about the Board of Zoning Appeals and then some ground rules on how we will conduct our hybrid meeting. The Board's powers are prescribed in the Code of Virginia and are set out in further detail in the County Zoning Ordinance adopted by the County Board. The Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. That authority rests with the County Board. This Board does have the authority to do three things. We can approve use permits that allow modifications of placement requirements of structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. We can grant variances from the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance, and we can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. Now, here are some specific instructions about this evening's hybrid meeting. First of all, please silence your cell phones. Applicants and speakers, if you're attending in person, when your case is called, please move to the podium in the front of the room and identify yourself. Please be sure to speak into the microphone for the benefit of those on Teams. Please note that the podium is adjustable. Tonight's meeting is also available to stream from the county website via Microsoft Teams link. If those attending virtually lose internet connectivity during today's meeting, please reconnect with us by phone. If you're attending or viewing via the Teams link, please link Please keep your phones and devices muted until you're called upon. Turn off sound to any other devices around you to minimize interference. Please turn off your cameras until you're called upon to speak. When called upon to speak, please turn on your camera and unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that's located on the com meeting command bar. The moderator does not have the ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for presenters or board members who need technical assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comment, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. All public comments must be shared verbally for the record during the assigned public testimony period. For applicants and public speakers, you will be called upon by called upon when it is time for you to speak. We request that all we requested that all speakers pre-register to speak tonight. If you did not pre-register but wish to speak, speaker slips are on a box in the, on the table in the front of the room. Please hand your speaker ship speaker slip to Meg Ryan on my right, your left. We'll do our best to accommodate any additional speakers if time permits. 
Public comment will take place only within the allotted frame timeframes. During public comment, a speaker timer will be displayed on the screen and on the podium. Please be respectful of the time allotted. Lastly, this is a public forum. Today's meeting will be recorded and posted to the county website. All information associated with today's meeting, whether written or spoken, is subject to Freedom of Information Act requirements. After your case of interest is heard, you're welcome to stay for the balance of the session or leave at your convenience. Now for tonight's meeting procedures. The staff reports for each case on tonight's agenda can be found on the BZA website. A link to the agenda can be found in the chat section, as well as on a QR code on the front table to link the electronic reports for, your, for review in your own device. If you have not seen the report for your case, you may wish to review it before your item is called. There is a separate link on our agenda site that links to supplemental material. The order of our meeting is as follows. First, cases will be called and board members will ask any questions they have of the county zoning staff. Next, applicants or their representative will be given an opportunity to make comments to support the application. Then if there are speakers for the item, they'll be called upon one at a time. After we hear from the speakers for and against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The board may also ask questions of any of the speakers, but we do not permit and will not condone any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. We have deemed the following time limits for applicants and speakers to be sufficient. Five minutes for applicants of use permits and variances, three minutes for speakers representing organizations, and two minutes for those speaking as individuals. After the board has gathered all the information we need and has discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. A majority is needed to approve any motion. Any appeal from the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. This concludes the introductory remarks. Mr. Bowen or Ms. Ryan, would you please call the first item? Yes, Ms. Freshman, I believe um, there are two items that the BZA was interested in uh, performing a group motion of approval on. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, I believe those case numbers are V-1179, excuse me, V-11797-22-UP-1 and V-11798-22-UP-1. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, I will read the, um, in that case, I'll read the ad language for each case, and then we can go ahead and have the BZA vote on those two cases. The first case, V-11797-22-UP-1, is a use permit request by Scott Barkley and Hay Kang, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 16.8 feet to the deck instead of 21 feet to the deck as required regarding a deck addition in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2419 North Kensington Street in the Leeway Overly Civic Association. The second case is V-11798-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Leap Kim on behalf of the Delta Concrete Corporation, the owner, to permit a rear setback of 20.1 feet to the stormwater planter instead of 21 feet as required regarding after-the-fact approval of a stormwater planter in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 6708 31st Street North in the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. 
the BZ, or excuse me, the staff recommendation for each of these two cases was to approve the use permit request as advertised, subject to the conditions. Was there any supplemental material for these two cases? Uh, let me check that quickly. And also, are there any speakers for these two cases? Yes, yes we have speakers for both of the cases. Okay. Then we'll have to we will have to forego the consent. And Ms. Rushman, I do believe we have supplemental material for the second case I mentioned, V-11798-22-UP-1. Okay. Well, let's go back to 97 then. Could you, would you, excuse me? Could go back to 95. Isn't that 97? Oh, okay. Okay. Let's change the uh, slide then, and we'll go back to the agenda. With case number one. So at this case, time, we'll go back to the very first case on the agenda then? Yes, if okay. we're going to take three and four to hear, to hear uh, speakers, then we need, to, we'll, we'll take the agenda in order. Okay, absolutely. In that case then, we will start with case number V-11795-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Jeff Kelly on behalf of Nicholas and Andrea Pastore, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 15 feet to the porch, 14 feet to the porch eave instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required regarding a rear porch addition to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 5110 6th Street North in the Bluemont Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application package was assembled and printed. Thank you. Would you describe the supplemental material? Sure. We have an email correspondence regarding neighborhood outreach with a petition of support with four signatures. Thank you. Board members have any questions? Okay. We have the applicant. Do we have the applicant in the room? Do we have the applicant online? Jeff Kelly. My name is Jeff Kelly and I'm the general contractor. I'm on telephone uh, logging in today. Okay. Would you, would you uh, like to make um, comments on this application? Uh, no, I think the application and the comments uh, in it and the recommendation by um, the uh, front office is fine. I'm just here in case there's any questions by anyone uh, on the board. Okay, that, thank you very much. Uh, sure. Hang on for a moment. Do we have speakers, please? We do not for this case. Okay, thank you. Now the discussion with the board. Uh -huh. Do you have any questions? Uh, I think this is Mr. Kelly that's with us. Yes. And this is Mr. Kelly that's with us. Um, the owners are not with us. Yeah, microphone. Seem to be on. The owners are not with us. Hi, this is Nick Pastor. No, sorry, I'm one of the owners. Okay, I I I appreciate your um, getting additional signatures for outreach. Um, but I, I wondered about your statement that you said you were not aware that these signatures were required. 
Was oh, there? Oh yeah, yes. Sorry, guys. No, so uh, on the on the original outreach, um, I we were we were advised to get uh, the the ad uh, the signatures for three of the adjacent properties, um, and then when we received a uh, correspondence from uh, the, the BZA representatives. Uh, to acquire the next one, uh, we, we were just not aware that the additional addresses were required, so we did conduct that outreach. Uh, we were able to obtain uh, accept, uh, signature from one of the two homeowners. I, I was just curious who advised you that these signatures were not required initially, because I want, just want to make sure that our instructions are clear to applicants. Um, I'd have to go back through the correspondence and it, it was either through discussions with the contractor or through the initial application uh, somewhere along the way. We, we just didn't know those last two were required, but as soon as we were notified, we, we went ahead and did everything we could to uh, make that immediate contact uh, and, and obtain the signatures. Okay, I just, um, you know, you, you won't, you probably will never come back here again, but there are instructions um, in on the website as to you know what what constitutes complete neighborhood outreach and people that complete neighborhood outreach and have you know otherwise approvable applications get expedited um, consideration and just want to want people to know that they have an advantage to having complete applications before they come to the hearing. Okay. Any other questions for the applicant? No speaker. Okay. There's no. Yes. Madam Chair, uh, I would like to make a motion. Please. Uh, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit B-11795-22-UP-1. I second it. Subject to the conditions listed. Second. Thank you. It's moved by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Clark. I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion is approved four to zero. Thank you. Thank you. Call the next case, please. <coughs> Absolutely. The next case is case number V-11796. Dash 22 dash UPS one. This is a use permit request by Skylar Herons on behalf of 1713 North Cameron Street LLC, the owner to permit a street setback of 18.5 feet to the building wall, 17.5 feet to the building eave, instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave as required, and a street setback of 12.8 feet to the porch, 11.8 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required all from North Cameron Street regarding the construction of a new one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 1713 North Cameron Street within the John M. Langston Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit requests with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed. Um, this supplemental material includes email correspondence regarding neighborhood outreach, and we also have a hard copy that was received at the beginning of the hearing tonight, and I will pass that out now. Thank you. Thank you.
Are there any questions of the staff? I have one, but I'll yield to my colleagues. No questions? I, I, I guess I, I was a little confused. Is this a reno or a new construct, completely new construction? So that is an interesting question. Um, it depends on someone who you ask to. By zoning standards, we're treating this as new construction, but according to the Inspection Services Division who issued the building permit, they are treating it as a renovation. There okay. is a porch yeah. that's going to remain on site, so there is an element that is existing, but um, that porch seems to be modified based on the setback shown on the on the um, proposed plat. Okay. That was actually one of my questions because when I looked at the site and I was confused by the freestanding porch and the existing foundation. Um, and if we're talking about street setback exceptions, correct? <clears throat> it seemed to me that if the house was set back um, similarly to its neighbors, wouldn't it wouldn't be an issue. We wouldn't be here at all. Mm -hmm. But I presume we're here because they're they've chosen to retain part of the old structure. Yes. Okay. With similar setbacks, if it is indeed being modified. I would like more when the time comes. I would like more information about that. Uh, uh, any other questions for Seth? Yes, yeah, Ms. Um, Mullins. The supplemental material indicates that, or that we received in the, the hard copy we were just handed. The the one that. He, that was that our came earlier. The this one says we actually received neighborhood approval last year. I have my question for the applicant is is this from last year or this is current? And my question to staff is is this application been around for a year? The application, I can check the submission date, um, but there was some back and forth um, given that there was confusion as to whether this would be new construction or a renovation. So we had did have it for longer than we've had some applications, but I can check the submission date if you'd like. Okay, well, we can we can talk to the applicant about it too, because that's that's it made it sound like we should have already had the pat these signatures a year ago, and I was a little confused about that. I think that's referring to going to the Civic Association based on the applicant's email, them visiting the Civic Association meeting. But we can also ask the applicant for clarification. And also, there's no date on this petition, so that would be helpful. <coughs> okay, how about we have the applicant? Mr. Aarons. Good evening. Thank you, as usual, for the opportunity to uh, present this. Um, so yes, I apologize. It's It's been kind of a confusing road for everyone involved. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily intentional uh, by any means. Um, when the permit was approved originally, um, you know, it's basically everything as is. They were going to keep the existing porch and then possibly come back for a use permit to uh, do the decking and guardrails and stuff and uh, typical kind of reinforcement stuff for the porch. Essentially, you know, this use permit is requesting for essentially siding and to rebuild the front porch. That's what this use permit is request is for. Um, the there was existing siding on the house. We're staying within the same footprint. Just when they do the new sheathing on the studs and, and sister new studs, they're going to put new sheathing on, new siding. And that will protrude about an inch further than what you currently see on the existing front siding and facade of the house. So that's the first part of the use permit request. Um, the second part is, is they want to basically rebuild a similar front porch to what you're seeing there. 
obviously a little less decrepit and <laughs> more aesthetically pleasing. Um, it's it's going to be uh, a tad bit smaller than existing. Uh, that was one of the things I'd point out to the owner. I said, look, look if we're going to keep this and, and renovate it or replace it, you're going to want to build it just a tad bit smaller so that we're just a little bit less intrusive uh, than where we currently are. Um, and, and again, so what had happened was the owner uh, had approval to do basically what you're seeing there, minus uh, some extra 20 feet going toward the back of the uh, structure. Uh, they, uh, when she had planned to enlarge it, um, it, it had increased the uh, size and triggered a, uh, a grading plan requirement. And uh, so she's been trying to comply with LDA requirements as well. Uh, so to make sure that the site is being uh, uh, properly done uh, through DES standards and requirements and arborist requirements and things like that. Um, so it's that's why I mean it's been kind of back and forth because originally we basically had approval for what you're seeing, uh, but it was when she wanted to enlarge the structure toward the rear. It sort of kind of and, and I'm sorry, uh, with that change, she also wanted to create a garage in the front, which changed the porch layout. And so that's what triggered the need for the use permit at this stage. Um, what was what approval previous approval are you talking about? So essentially, there currently is an approval for this structure, basically almost the same way you see it, except the porch wasn't rebuilt. It was going to be the existing porch remaining, uh, and it was about 20 feet shorter in the back. That was approved. approval being a building permit. Correct. We have an approved building permit for almost the same structure you're seeing. Um, it, it's just, again, it was a little 20 foot bigger in the back and we changed, we replaced the front porch essentially so that you could do a garage in the front at the basement level. So it was that, uh, that triggered everything. I mean, essentially everything was done by right. Um, but again, because we just wanted to make that change in the front, that's what kind of sort of triggered everything. Um, I know a lot of times people worry, well, you know, are you taking care of the site stuff and, and things like that? We are because they are doing an LDA permit that's, I believe, uh, about to be resubmitted. But, you know, it's gone through a set of comments and is basically ready to go. But again, this structure is, is, is staying where it was, it will propose to stay where it's been for the last 98 years. So uh, you're saying it's going, the new structure is going to go 20 feet deeper into the property that for the current what you see now yes with the plans you have with the the proposed elevations floor plans and plot that's what was increased from the original approval yes that's what we're building what we have currently shown okay. now as far as the process for the and i know there was this was brought up between single family you know I've, I've been doing this for 20 years in all the jurisdictions the problem is and it's not unique to arlington zoning has a different you know ordinance and standard than sometimes the building side has so you sometimes cross and there's contradictions in, in terminologies and how they handle things um you know we did speak to uh, isd i think back in june before we even applied for this because i had asked them i said hey you know i've been doing this a long time i know this is kind of on that threshold of a new house from where it originally was as a renovation slash addition um how are you as everyone and we had multiple department heads on that email and we were just trying to you know truthfully find out how the county was going to evaluate it so that we could properly propose it and not you know end up doing something and wasting three months and finding out hey you should have filed it this way versus that way um and so from from like uh mr blake had said that uh zoning said they would treat it pretty much as a single family but isd was going to treat it as a residential addition slash renovation Okay. So we've been kind of stuck. 
Can you address the date of these signatures that were handed to us? Um, I'm not, sorry. They're from today. Okay. You collected all of these signatures today? I actually had talked to all the neighbors in December of last year, so I wanted to have something more up to date to share with you guys. Okay. All right. Okay, we need, we need Thank you. And just to understand why, to your question about why we were doing this back in December last year, uh, we didn't apply for the use permit a year ago. We had anticipated in the future to just apply for a use permit for the porch separate from the house itself. Uh, because again, the house was allowed to be constructed by right. So uh, we were just trying to be preemptive and, and try to get our ducks in a row before we got to a point where we were going to. But what happened was with the with the stop work order, it triggered us to have to get the use permit sooner than we anticipated. So any other questions? Oh, yeah. So you you talked about siding. I'm sorry. You talked about siding needing to siding. add siding. Yes. yes. Is that on the porch or on the whole structure? Uh, I believe now it would be, on, well, so it exists currently on that first floor wall. And when they underpin the foundation in the front to make, kind of create that uh, garage area, I believe that garage area will also have siding, but it's it's all still the same flush, you know, location coming down from where it pre-existed. It's just gonna be adding siding, new siding to the face of that. Okay. And um, I was like, and this is for staff. Is there any relief required for the air conditioning units that are on the left side? Um, so long as air conditioning units are screened, they can be as close as five feet to a side property line. Um, and if they're unscreened, they can be as close as um, eight feet. So okay. let me look at the plat to verify oh, that. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if there was screening or, or not. Okay. Any other questions for the applicant? Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I quickly went through the uh, the, the uh, list of nine signatures, and I. Uh, most of them are not in the adjacent neighbors. So it seems like we're missing a lot of your most impacted neighbors. Okay. Um, right, like uh, 1721 Cameron, 1717 Cameron, uh, 1732, 26 and 20 Culpepper, 433, 4939, 4945, 17th Road North. None of, these are none of the next door neighbors. Right. We have the ones adjacent across the street. Which you were but not. Well, I guess I would argue the ones across the street are the most impacted since they're the ones being encroached upon. Well, whenever there's land disturbance, we want to know. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, I understand. I'm just saying I, I, it was made it seem like we didn't, anyone that was impacted, I, I would say the ones in the front are the most impacted because they're the ones being encroached in front. Uh, uh, if, you know, you could say, argue the ones on the sides aren't even going to see this. I would like to see responses from all the neighbors that yeah. are affected here. One, one of the, one of the, um, determinations we need to make as a board is that it fits in with the character of the community. And one way we can do that is by neighbor neighborhood outreach and feedback from more adjacent neighbors. I understand. I, I do know uh, the owner has reached out. I, again, she went out and got civic association approval, I think, twice now. It's not, not once, but twice. But that's uh, not in front of us. I, no, I'm sorry? A civic association approval is not, I haven't seen anything in front of us. So From the association? Yeah. Correct. So we would just have to take your word on that. Yeah, so you're you're expanding to the back, so we would like to know what your backyard neighbor thinks, and you're you're doing this construction on either side, you know, on your front. So we'd like to know what your neighbors on either side of your house think about this. So did you not reach out to no, those no, people? No, I did. I spoke to all of my neighbors, and the ones on the right hand side, which is seven, I think that's Seventeenth Road. 
this was in December, January, they were all fine with the construction. Um, honestly, when I went back by today, they just weren't home because it was during the work day. My neighbors want to see this project get to a cleaner spot because they have kids, their yards are being impacted, fences are bowing in, and I promised them all that I was gonna come here today to get this so I could move forward with getting the building permits so I could rectify the issues on their properties. I can't even repair the party fencing between my property and theirs until the permitting is squared away. Yeah, Langston Civic Association is usually very vocal and sends us information. Um, the information was provided to Blake a few weeks ago, so you should have it. I do have a letter that was received today from the Civic Association that came in, at, I believe you said. Is that the, um, the motion, the, the minutes from January? Yeah, we did get a letter um, this afternoon um, from the John M. Langston Civic Associated dated January 26, 2021. 21? 21? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's two years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was a year ago, but I spoke to my president today and she was still giving me her full blessing and support. I really would be more comfortable if we deferred this and gave you a chance to, to check with those neighbors. Okay. Um, Let's see. Do we have speakers, Mike? Ms. Ryan, do we have speakers? We do not for this case. Not for this case, Thank no. You. Okay, what is your pleasure? I I would make a motion to defer. Is that a formal, formal um, motion? In the matter V-11796-22-UP-1, I move that the zone, Board of Zoning Appeals defer this matter to its January 2023 meeting. I'll second it. It's been moved by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Clark to defer the matter to the January 2023 Board of Zoning Appeals. Any further discussion? I'll call the roll. All those in favor? I mean, um, <laughs> one at a time for one at a time for the record. I know. Uh, Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Their votes aye. The motion to defer is approved four to zero. Is that a joke? We'll see you in January. It's ridiculous. Call the next case, please. Certainly, Ms. Freshman. The next case on the agenda is case number V-11797-22-UP-1. This is the use permit request by Scott Barkley and Hay Kang, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 16.8 feet to the deck instead of 21 feet to the deck as required regarding a deck addition in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2419 North Kensington, excuse me, 2419 North Kensington Street in the Leeway Overly Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please also note that we have additional speakers who have signed up to speak on this case, uh, including two specific speakers. And supplemental material? Huh? No supplemental material for this okay, case. Thank you. Any questions for this? Am I saying supplemental material for this? Ninety-seven. Oh, uh, nine, oh we're, we're the consent item now. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Different pile. Any questions for the staff on this application? Hearing none. Uh, applic applicant, in 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 the room or online? I am online. Good uh, evening. This is Scott Barclay. And my wife and I are homeowners of 2419 North Kensington Street. 
we're applying for a use permit to build a back deck which extends into the rear setback of 21 feet. Our proposed deck will have a depth of eight feet, which will extend into the rear setback and we're requesting a use permit for rear setback of 16.8 feet. The main building footprint will remain compliant at 29.9%. The total lot coverage remains compliant at 46.6%. As noted in the staff analysis on page three, there are a number of neighbors who have BZA approved use permits with a rear setback less than we have requested. And this includes our neighbor at uh, 2504 North Kenilworth Street with whom we share a property border. And this property has a back deck with a setback of 15 feet. Another neighbor at 2509 North Kenilworth has a rear addition with a setback of 13 feet. And I am here to support any questions or comments from the board. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions for the applicant? Uh, was it your intention that you would be visible to us? I'm sorry, my my camera is non-functional tonight. Okay. My, my apologies. No, we just want to make sure if you wish to be visible that we'd make it happen. <laughs> <coughs> Do we have speakers for this item? We do. We have two. May I ask a question of staff? Yes, please. Um, Just a moment, please. This, this property has a rectangular space behind it. Who owns that? I will be happy. I will look that, that up. I don't mean who, but is there a homeowner or is that county property? I will check that now. Thank you. You'll see what I'm talking about on the map. Yes, ma'am. Am I good to go? Are you the applicant? No, no you're the you're, first additional speaker, Heidi Schwartz. Okay, speaking. Okay, you have two minutes. Please go ahead. Thank you to the zoning board for providing this opportunity to Ms. speak. Schwartz, excuse me. Could you tell us your address? Sure, five six two one Langston Boulevard. Previously Lee Highway. Um, in looking, so thank you again to the board for letting me speak. And looking at the past track record of zoning applications, it appears that very rarely is there opposition. Here there is and that zoning variances are generally approved. I am hopeful given the thoughtful questions I've heard today from the board that, that my concern will be heard and will make a difference to you. If you look at the map that you provided with the notice, it shows that 2419 is very close to the back property line, much closer to the back property line than most other houses in the area with a garage that is almost on the property line. What it is, does not show is that the area between my house, 5621 Langston, and that of 2419 is green space for the Mary Muse community. It is relatively flat and private, set back from the roads, and the private green space in the community is one of the reasons many of us chose to buy our homes in Mary Muse. Critically, what the map also does not show is the elevation at which the 2419 deck would be built. 2419's lower level is fully above ground and backs and slopes down to the green area that is Mary Muse. The deck would be much more than a full be more than a full story above the Mary Muse green space, being built on the second floor um, in the back of 2419. It would be such at such an elevation that if it extends to just under 17 feet from the back property line, it would look directly into the green space of the community, destroying all privacy for that space and providing a feeling of almost always having someone over us. Taking away the privacy of that green space will enjoy the will diminish the enjoyment of the community and the value of our homes. For these reasons, I ask that you deny the variance. Zoning laws and distance requirements are there for good reasons, and this presents an excellent example of a variance that should be denied. 
A patio on the ground level would not present the issues described, can be built in compliance with zoning regulations, no variance needed, and would not harm nor change the nature of the community around 2419. I would also note there are no, I don't believe there are any signatures in support of this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, did you say that the property is owned by the Muse? It's Mary Muse. It's a homeowners association. There are 17 townhouses there, and that property is the most private green space we have. It's it's green space with a few trees, and it's really important to the community. And it, but it is under the Muse ownership. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Quick oh, question. Sorry. Quick question. Oh, I'm sorry. Does, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Um, does your your um, community have a, a association or a, a board? We do, yes. Have they taken a position? They have not. It Honestly, um, the president's pretty overwhelmed with things. He did go by. She did not sign in support. I mean, but as a community. And, as a and if I, we haven't taken the time to get everyone to say that they don't support it, but we probably could if that's something that you would like us to do. We don't vote very often on anything, so <laughs> it's hard. But if that's something that you'd like, we'll go back to them. Thank, Thank you. you. Next speaker. Good evening. My name is Vishali Sakotra. I live in 5623 um, buildings. I'm close to the 2419. 5623. 5623. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so we bought our home some time ago. We have I have three children, and my youngest is 18 months old. I have two older. I have an older child, and my middle child is no longer with us. But I bought that property because of the exact location of it. As you can see, we are located on Langston Boulevard, so there's not much place for my children to play. And this is the only spot that I've had my kids play. It's the flattest space that we have. My two younger, older kids have played there. I have a little one that I look forward to playing with her there. We have many children who are newly born in our community. We used to have an older population, and now there are new families coming in. And so we have seven new children under the age of three who will be using this property, this space. We have equipment, um, playing equipment with that for them. And by building the deck, it literally overlooks all of that private space. We hold parties there for little children. And I just feel like it just would, it, it would be detrimental to the way we live. And the, the reason we, I bought this home and so I, I, I truly think it's not a good idea to have the deck being built there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any questions for the speaker? Thank you very much. Thank you. That's the last speaker. Okay. Then the discussions with the board. Uh, Ms. Freshman, uh, it may have already been answered by um, our speakers, but Mr. Kaplan, that yes. private space is owned by the, the yeah, thank house. You. Yep. And the two speakers were immediately adjacent to that green space. Thank you. Did we have pictures of the back or the rear of the house where the deck is to be added? They just, yeah. That's the only view? Okay. You can't really tell here. So there you can sort of see it. So, so may I ask a question, Steph? Please. So we have a plan view and we have some sketches of the deck is there a is there anything in here that shows exactly where on the back of the building this deck attaches 
Uh, I will pull up the project plans now and take a look. We should have a proposed rear building elevation in for most of our applications. So I'll do that now. It's on the plan. It's on the plan. It's a rear. It doesn't. I see where it. That's a, that's a plan view. Where is it? She mentioned it was on the second story, and that's so I'm trying to figure out where where the deck attaches. It's probably a walkout basement. This is Scott Barclay, the homeowner. Yes. If I could please um, sure. an answer that, it sure. is uh, a walkout, uh, and the on page eleven there is an elevation view. Page eleven in our package. Uh, yes, ma'am. No, I have eleven pages. Also, our page is that number six. There are eleven. There is the plat. I, the I, I see it, but it's it's an. It's an elevation, but it not, doesn't show the house. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, I, I wanted to see where it attaches on on the house. But it says it's it would six. on the first floor. So the elevation is six foot. Is eight feet. If, if you see the elevation uh, yep. drawing, it's eight feet. Eight feet from the ground. Yes, from the, the lowest point on the, the ground. The top of the is eight feet from the ground. Yeah. Yes. And if I also may respond um, when the opportunity presents itself, thank you. Go ahead. Thank Go you. Ahead. Thank you. Um, while I acknowledge and appreciate the concern, the privacy concern mentioned uh, is applicable to any rear deck that's built, regardless of the depth of the deck, in other words, the setback. And since our intent is to build the deck, adhering to the zoning regulations, the uh, perceived privacy concern will not be will be realized whether the setback request is approved or not. And I respectfully submit that my request is not a decision on whether the deck will be <coughs> built, but the dimensions of the deck. And we are requesting a setback of uh, 4.2 feet into uh, the setback itself. And uh, we've resided at 2419 North Kensington Street for almost 18 years. We're a family of four. We are respectful community members involved in our neighborhood and are always aware of and considerate towards our neighbors. And we'd appreciate the consideration of the uh, approval of this deck application. Ms. Freshman? Ms. Vallis. Um, have you had an opportunity to talk with the residents of the Muse? Yes, I have. Uh, on or about uh, September 1st, I hand delivered the outreach letter to the property owner at 5623 Langston Boulevard. Um, I spent several minutes reviewing our plan and pointed out the email address on the outreach letter, which is contained in the packet in on uh, page 12 and uh, asked him to reach out if he had any questions or concerns. Uh, the homeowner uh, stated that he was no longer the HOA president and that I should deliver it to the HOA president uh, at 5637 Langston Boulevard. Uh, that same day I delivered to the household of 5637 Langston. I was unable to hand deliver to the HOA president because she was not available, but instead handed it uh, to the male occupant whom I assumed was the partner or husband and briefly explained the project. Uh, he told me he'd deliver it to his wife and Thereafter, I didn't hear any communication from either the homeowner at 5623 or the HOA president at 5637. Um, 
on December 7th, 2022, I again attempted to hand deliver to the HOA president. I was unable to hand deliver, um, but left it again with the mail occupant. Um, and to date, uh, until five minutes ago, I had not received any communication from the homeowner at uh, 5623 nor the HOA president. So just to be clear, you you went to the door of 5623? That is correct, yes. And did you go to the door of 5621? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, just, it's okay. I just, so you, you, you did actually knock on the, and 5623 did not, did you have a response from them? Uh, I Yes, the male occupant who I uh, assume used to be, I worked with him uh, on a tree that fell between our yards a couple years ago. Um, so um, he, he told me he was not the HOA president anymore. Um, what I did was I explained the plan, what we were uh, interested in doing, uh, and he deferred me over to the HOA president. Um, he had no uh, questions or or I will say he had no questions at that time. He simply deferred me to the HOA president. So that's the current resident there. Uh, that's correct, yes. Okay. okay. Any other questions? Madam those? Chair, um, was for a question for the applicant. Was there any outreach to your neighbors across North Kensington or the other property owners at, uh, in the Kenilworth Street Court that are behind your property? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, on Kensington Street, the two affected neighbors um, are 20, uh, 2415 and 2421 North Kensington Street. And in the packet, you'll see that they both uh, sent uh, email as part of the approval process, and, and they <clears throat> have indicated that they support um, this uh, request. And this so, is on... So Page so 13. was there outreach to 2414-5702? Not across the street because it's a, a back deck. So again, I don't know if you listened, you know, we, we do have a general requirement that all affected neighbors um, are, and we define affected by adjacent or contiguous. Um, so we we would look for feedback from the neighbors across the street, but at, at this point, I'm, I don't think that's the issue. Okay. Um, the issue is really what's happening in the backyard. Um, you know, the, the issue concern from the neighbors is the fact that there's a grade change and that while your deck is basically on the first floor because of the grade change, you know, it, it is much higher than the grade of the park. I, I think that's that's the issue and, and whether that's, um, you know, use permits are, you know, have individual characteristics. So even though there's a, a deck may be approved somewhere else at that same, you know, location, elevation, distance, the, you know, the, the topography does enter into the discussion. So I think, you know, the there's a valid point to be considered here. Um, whether or not that that makes a difference here. Yes, ma'am. If I may may say one more thing, um, uh, our intent is to build the deck, and uh, whether it uh, we we do receive the setback or not. Um, therefore, I think the the privacy concern uh, I understand. Um, however, 
um, we, we are very respectful of the community, considerate of the community, and um, I, I think the scope is the revised setback of 16.8 rather than a yes, no on building the deck. And yeah, I think, you, thank you for your attention. Sure, your deck, if you were to build, you would be building approximately a four foot deep deck. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and and that's that's a that that's a valid point because um, even at that level, you know, you still have this, you're still overlooking the open space that the neighbors are concerned about. Yeah. I was looking for that clarification as well. Any other questions or comments? Okay, what is your pleasure? <clears throat> <laughs> and, um, somebody needs to make a motion. So I appreciate the, the concern of the neighbors, um, but the fact is that regardless of the size of the deck being built, it will overlook the play space. Um, so the question is whether the, the additional four feet is really makes a material difference. And honestly, I don't see it making a material difference. Um, whether it's four, you know, whether it's somebody's four feet from your property or eight feet from your property, I, I think the effect is almost negligible. Uh, so they could build that four foot deck without permission, without our permission. Um, and so I, I, I tend to think that they, you know, that, that, that this project is approvable. Would you like to make a motion to that effect? I, I would also add to that, that, you know, it is, it is a public space for the condo community or, or what's the, you know, the word I'm looking for. And so I'm having trouble with, you know, this board enforcing some privacy rights for a, what, I think, 13 townhouse community, right? When, you know, a, uh, an owner who, who lives in that community can go and camp out there, you know, essentially all the time as a, a common use property. So I'm having, I'm having trouble trying to enforce an adjacent property owner's privacy rights over that parcel. So I tend to agree with Ms. Malice. I will make a motion in. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving use permit V 11797 22 UP 1, subject to the conditions listed. And I will second. Moved by Mrs. Ma Ms. Malice and seconded by Mr. Kaplan for approval. I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? No. Did you say no? Yes. Okay. Mr. Kaplan? Yes. Chair votes aye. The motion is passed three to one. Thank you. Call the next case, please. 
Yes, Madam Chair, uh, or excuse me, Madam Vice Chair. Uh, the next case is case number... Chair tonight. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Madam Temporary Chair. <laughs> Uh, the next case number is case number V-11798-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Leap Kim on behalf of the Delta Concrete Corporation, the owner, to permit a rear setback of 20.1 feet to the stormwater planter instead of 21 feet as required regarding after-the-fact approval of a stormwater planter in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 6708 31st Street North in the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packet was assembled and printed. This includes email correspondence regarding neighborhood outreach with USPS receipt and tracking records. And please note that we also have an additional speaker who has signed up to speak on this case. Thank you. Questions for the staff? Uh, just what case? I mean, is this one of one of the consent items? Ninety-eight. This is ninety-eight. After the fact. After the fact. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We hear from the applicant, please. Hi, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Can't Hi, see. my name is Yes. Can hear you but not see you. Did you want to be seen? Oh, uh, I have, my camera is not working unfortunately, so I apologize. No worries. So, uh, I'm my, yeah, my name is Leap Kim. I'm the civil engineer representing Delta Concrete Corporation. Um, we're here to respectfully request a uh, minor 0.9 foot encroachment into the required side yard of 21 feet to allow for a um, an existing planter box, a stormwater urban bioretention planter box as constructed under an approved LDA that was done by a separate engineer um, to allow for this planter box to encroach by 11 inches into the required side yard. Uh, I'd like to note that this planter box does provide um, water quality benefit to the application and to the community at large, uh, and that it does present actually a positive result relative to stormwater runoff from the subject property. Uh, great care has been taken to ensure that the drainage patterns associated with this result in minimal offsite impacts with respect to the grading and um, the, the site runoff. And additionally, the total lot coverage percentage of all structures on site um, is not impacted by the uh, by the existing stormwater plan. Okay. Thank you. Any questions for the applicant? Speaker? Uh, we have a speaker by the name of Paul Marion who signed up to speak. it okay if I take this off? Yes. Uh, my name is Paul Marion. Uh, I've lived in Arlington County for over 40 years and at 3030 North Tuckahoe Street for almost 37 years. Uh, I'm here to strongly support this proposal, uh, even if it was before the fact I'd support it because my property is directly behind this, this house. Mm -hmm. And what the uh, diagrams and maps don't really show very well is that there's a steep grade uh, and so any runoff from this house would and does come into my yard um, so I, I'm uh, strongly in, in support of it uh, however I would like to register a concern 
not, a, not a complaint because I know we've all been under duress the last couple of years, but a concern that the neighbor outreach in this case was uh, minimal. Uh, I received a, a letter from the staff around December 1st or 2nd. I received uh, a letter from the developer on December 8th. Uh, the staff report was written December 9th saying there had been no input from the neighbors. Uh, on uh, the 8th or the 9th, I think, believe it was the 9th, I contacted John Wilson, the president of the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association, where I used to serve uh, for many years and listened to a lot of these variance requests. John told me, and I have his email to, uh, if you are interested in seeing it, uh, that he had not heard anything about this variance request. Uh, so I, I do want to register that concern, uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't want to let it stand in the way of approval. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Marion. Any questions? Any questions? Not a question. Okay. Comment. Thank you. So, um, question for the applicant. So this was a buy right construction project. That's correct. Okay. And so that's the it's the construction error, and and the the error is how big? I'm sorry. How big is the error? About ten inches. Ten inches, less than a foot. Yeah, ten yeah. inches. So I, I just wanted to I guess address Mr. Marion. Uh, as you've heard from the previous cases, we are we do question applicants about neighborhood outreach and we will defer cases when we feel that the outreach wasn't adequate. Um, you know, we're we're we err on the you know overzealous side. I guess in, in this case, because it was the buy right project and it's a construction error, which means you know it's already built. Can I ask what is a buy right project? Okay. This project required no permission from the county other than a building permit. It did not come before us to be built, and it would not have come before us if there hadn't been an error of 10 inches on the planter. Any other comments or questions? Have a motion. Motion. Yes, sir. Uh, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V-11798-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second it. Been moved by Mr. Cavanaugh and seconded by Ms. Clark. For approval, I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Chair votes aye. Approved four to zero. Thank you. Thank you all. Call the next case, please. Sure thing, Ms. Freshman. The next case is case number V-11799-22-UP-2. This this is a use permit request by Ronald and Amanda Taylor, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 12.7 feet to the addition, 12.2 feet to the eave, instead of 25 feet to the addition, 21 feet to the eave as required, regarding a new one-story rear addition to an existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 district on the premises known as 852 South Ivy Street, Arlington Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution denying the use permit request. Two alternative resolutions with conditions have been provided should the BZAC fit to approve the application as advertised or with a minimum rear setback of 13 feet. 
Please also note that we have supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed. This includes email correspondence regarding the revised plans to show a 13-foot rear setback, um, as well as email correspondence regarding clarification of neighborhood outreach. Thank you. Any questions for the staff? Yes. Um, Mr. Bowen, this revised plat, is that consistent with the advertisement? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't the, clearly hear that question, Ms. Mouse. The revised plat, is it consistent with the advertisement? Uh, the revised plat has been submitted. I may defer that question to Ms. Ryan, who wrote the staff report. She might have a better sense of that answer than I do. So the advertisement was 12.7 feet to the addition wall and 12.2 feet to the eave. Um, after seeing the staff report of recommendation for denial, since we couldn't find any examples closer than 13 feet, the applicant went ahead and met with me and they revised their site plan and their elevations to show a 13 foot rear setback to be consistent with the example staff found. So what? how much of a difference is there between what was originally shown and what's now shown? About 0.3 feet to the wall. So the, the proposed addition is slightly smaller in order to be in conformance with the advertisement. Yes, they revised it, so they're cutting back the addition a little bit to meet that 13 rear, okay. 13 foot rear setback. So, so less is more. So it's it's in order to be consistent with the alternative resolution, since staff couldn't find anything closer than 13 feet in the neighborhood. The alternate resolution. If we were to, if we were to approve it, though, the staff recommends denial. Then it would be consistent so, with that motion. So is if staff recommend now was this change staff's recommendation? This possibly could yeah, change staff's recommendation. We do have a resolution for denial for that 12.7 feet because we couldn't find anything closer for that building wall. But we did find something 13 feet within the surrounding neighborhood. All right. But at the time of writing the staff report, we did write an alternative resolution if you see fit, the 13-foot rear setback. Okay. Okay, and, and that number was just picked so it would be consistent with comps? Yes. And and what changes were made to make it that much smaller? They reduced the footprint by, I believe, 0.3 feet. So in the supplemental material, you should see the proposed site plan and elevation showing yeah. that change. Well, that's, overall, that's good news. Okay. If, if any, now any other questions of the staff? You hear from the applicant, please. Good evening. Let me start by saying thank you to the BZA for giving an opportunity to, to speak tonight. Um, so I did speak with uh, Meg and did make those adjustments, um, made those adjustments also to uh, conform to what we were approved for in 2015. So it meets that setback. We were approved in 2015. We have a rear uncovered deck currently that meets a 13.1 setback. Um, I think um, 
the 12.7 feet allows for a little, uh, a slight margin of error. And I think since we're also including uh, framing, drywall, et cetera, it's adding a little bit in terms of that space. But if it will um, make the BZA feel more comfortable, well, certainly we can conform to the recommendation of, of 13 feet as a setback. It is our experience that quite often we have at least one case per agenda where it's a matter of inches because of that sort of thing. And, and we have had applicants who have deliberately added inches just in hopes that they didn't have to come back later. So we understand that sort of um, adjustment. Any other qu any questions for the applicants? Uh, just the previous BZA action in 2015, was that built? Yes. Okay. So we we currently have a, sorry, yeah, we currently have a, a an uncovered rear deck. We'd like to remove that, create a ledger board, attach it to the house, and then and then cover it. Have a rear story one one story covered deck with the same dimensions. But the but next this one is only one story. Just one story, correct? Just covered. And I think again those that those 13.1 to 12.7. I think that's framing drywall. That's right. Of, because that doesn't exist currently. Okay. Any other questions for the applicants? There was one on the, uh, I'm sorry, it, on the back of the staff report, there's a signature. Correct. It's, who, I'm sorry. Who, what address was that, just for the record? Yeah, I'm sorry. One of them didn't come out. Um, it's the one behind on Gleber. It's all the way at the back. Back of our package. Oh, here it is. Um, Looks like starts with eight. Eight forty. Eight forty-five. Eight forty-five. Eight forty-five. Glebe Road. Eight forty-five South Glebe Road. Or is that eight forty? Yeah, just. Um, we have eight forty-three South Glebe. Right, I got uh, that. I believe it's eight forty-five. Eight forty-five. Okay. The Rosales. I think there was some communication that clarified that. Whether it was supplemental, I'm not sure, but I believe I read something about that just recently. There was. I did exchange clarifying emails with... the 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 fuzzy correct address. Yeah. Oh, I took to mean both of the both of the properties to you, the rear. Yeah. There, there is a 841 and supplemental. 841. Okay. Got so it. Are, are we are we contending the one we Wait, can't read is 841? 841. Got yes. it. Is, is 845 not 841? It's 841. 840. So we don't have 845. No, the blurry one is 845. It's in the first paragraph. Yeah, that's what I thought. There was a, yeah, there was an additional one. I got all the ones requested based on the. No, it's in there on the third page. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm just like looking at the addresses okay. here. I think we're good. Any, yes. other, any other questions from the, or anything else that you want us to know? 841, 843, 845. 841, okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course, could. Thank you. So the question before us is the staff recommendation for denial with an alternate resolution for approval with the new calculation about which we have had discussion. So the alternate resolution. So, so we believe that staff would change the recommendation under the alternative number two. 
with the 13 foot rear setback? So we won't change it for what was advertised, but we did provide the alternative resolution and the plans that were submitted if you see fit for that change. So now we're at 12.7. So we concur we would go with the alternate. Alternative number two. Right, which, which is up to us whether or not they recommend or not. And and we need to put this into the record. Okay. Or well, that can be part of the motion. This plat and drawing. Does it have a date? At the bottom. In the alternative, they referenced the staff report date. But you might, it's 12, you might 13, want to include 22. another. Um, handwritten. Ms. Rushman, um, I believe you could refer to it as the plat um, in the supplemental materials for the case um, and refer to the okay. case number and address. Does it have a date on it? Well, it has a handwritten date at the bottom. On that plat? Yeah, there is a handwritten date at the very bottom reading 121322. 1213, okay. Okay. Can I have a motion, please? Um, I'm I'm glad to make that motion. Um, I in case number V-11799-22-UP-1 I move the proposed res alternate number 1 resolution is that right? Approved oh, as advertised it says number 2. I think we're on alternate number 2 but oh, number sorry. Two. Could be wrong. No, no, number correct. two. Okay. I move that the proposed resolution alternative to approval of a 13 foot rear setback to the wall in Eve with conditions as outlined in the staff report. And referencing Would that be the number plat three? that we received in the supplemental material, which is dated 12. 1322. Could that be condition three? And yeah, we'll change that. Add an additional. Add, add addition. Make it a condition number four. Three. There's only two, right? It's only three. What? I see three. Let's do it. Oh, well, it's not numbered. Okay. So if you add the plat in number three and then the building permit is number four. So um, you want me to, to reference the plat in condition number four? Three. Three. That's the building permit. We're gonna move that to four. Oh, I see. It's usually the last. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, Excuse me, Ms. Freshman and Ms. Malice. It may be easier, and this is just a suggestion, of course, um, to note the date and the drawing um, in, as an addendum to condition number one, which also references the 13-foot rear setback. Okay. Okay. As shown, so I'm adding to condition number one, as shown in the supplemental material received at the hearing, that shows a plat 
dated 
which puts the current home 10.3 feet into the setback. We are seeking a use permit to allow us to build a new home 18.7 feet to the main building from the property line, which is four foot further away from the existing house's setback. With the exception of the relief being sought on the 15th Street side, the proposed home would still comply with all other setback and building and zoning requirements. The existing home is located at the corner of North Buchanan and 15th Street. There are a couple unique characteristics regarding the location on 15th Street. First, 15th Street is positioned to the right-hand side of the street right away, shifting the street 10 feet away from the property line. Normally, the street would be located roughly five feet from the property line. Because of the shift in the right-of-way and pushing the setback further away on the proposed home, there would be a greater space between the house and the street than there would otherwise be on most corner lots. Second, 15th Street is not a through street. It dead ends into a parking lot for the hospice located behind the property. We are seeking the, the relief to free up a primary design constraint, which relates to the width and depth of the proposed home, as well as the size and proportion of the proposed yard. Essentially, we'd like to build a home that is wider and shorter versus a house that is longer and narrower. This request is not to maximize the size of the proposed home as it is under both the main building and overall coverage requirements. Rather, we're seeking an equal exchange of land area to build a home that is more consistent with the other newer homes in the neighborhood that's in keeping with the overall neighborhood aesthetic and that's less detrimental to the existing trees and foliage. By obtaining relief from the setback, we'll be able to build a home that is wider and less deep into the yard versus the alternative of a long, narrow house. The proposed home design and relief will allow us to accomplish the following. By having a design that is wider and less deep, we will be able to stay 28.3 feet versus 10 feet away from the rear property line. This will save two trees on the left side adjoining property line, which is important to the adjacent neighbor and allow us to stay out of the drip line and roots of the existing large poplar tree and the rear right hand adjacent property corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Building a wider, less deep home will provide for a larger, more normal backyard, allowing for more area to plant new trees, which will be adding to the overall tree canopy of the proposed property. Having a backyard will help preserve the natural landform and stay in keeping with the surrounding neighborhood. It will provide a nice, balanced yard for future homeowners, as well as additional privacy for them as the home backs to the parking lot of the hospice. Building a wider home will allow us to incorporate a garage into the floor plan have additional off-street parking in the driveway, and build a home with architecture more in line with the surrounding area. The requested relief would place the home on the lot in a location that is compatible with similar structures surrounding the subject property as comparable or greater relief has been granted to other corner lots within proximity to the subject property. The home is located in the last row of homes prior to 15th Street and is at the low point. There are only immediate residential neighbors on the left-hand side. The size of the proposed home is less than what could be built regarding footprint and coverage. We have notified all adjacent neighbors, and since the time of notification, there's been no objection to the setback relief from them that we're aware of. Both members of Rock Spring Homes live in and are members of the Arlington community. I have lived in Arlington my entire life and currently live in the Waycroft Ladon neighborhood we are seeking, where we are seeking the use permit. We have a vested interest in building a home that is compatible with the neighborhood, does not adversely affect the neighbors or neighborhood, and replaces a blighted property with a new home that enhances the neighborhood. We appreciate your time and consideration. 
and hope for a favorable decision. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any questions for the applicant? Uh, are you aware of the contents of the supplemental material that came to us today? I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm, I'm going to have to. The letter from Mr. Bruce. Have you seen no, the letter from Mr. Bruce? I have not. Staff, could you share that? Could you share that with him so that he sees what we're seeing? We received I, a letter from the Waycroft, a, a close by neighbor and president of the Waycroft Woodlawn Civic Association. And I think we're going to hear from him, but I wanted to make sure that you had seen what we'd seen. Um, also, I have supplemental um, information as well. Can I give that to the board? You can take your time and read you it. Can, yeah, and we'll hear we'll, we'll hear, hear your testimony. Well, any questions for the applicant before he sits down to read his letter? Thank you. Okay. Why don't you have a seat and then we'll um, we'll hear from our speaker and talk to you again. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Bruce. Thank you. Oh my, colorful. Michael Bruce. Is Michael Bruce available as a speaker for this item? Ms. Freshman, I am aware that uh, Mr. Bruce had another meeting conflict this evening, so he was said he was going to try to attend, but it wasn't 100% positive that he would be able to make it. Okay, well, we do have his written comments, so that's fine. Thank you. I wonder if the applicant could explain these oh, graphics. Sure. Could could you come up, please, so that we can hear you? Yeah, the speaker's not here, so you're back on. Speaker, deck. yeah. <laughs> sure. Can you explain what you've we you handed us? He had actually um, reached out to me via conversation about uh, a week and a half ago. Who had? Um, oh, Mr. Bruce. Bruce. Yes. Okay. Okay. And at that time, uh, so I am, I have not read this letter here, but he had at that time voiced some of these concerns to me. And my immediate response was that I was willing to meet with them and address any of the concerns that he had. Um, he told me that um, they were already having the meeting and that they didn't have time to meet with us to talk this through because there was um, more pressing concerns for the neighborhood association at this time. Right. So I just wanted to make note of that, that we weren't trying to bypass the Civic Association, being that I live in the neighborhood and um, we, we wanted to, you know, answer all questions and obviously get their um, approval if if it's with able to do so. So can you so. explain this? Um, so that uh, would you like me to just explain that is that that paper right there would speak to um, the concern over um, a stormwater system? Yes, um, we're not. Um, intending to connect a sump pump to the stormwater system. So that's a concern that um, he has, but we're not going to be doing that. And that diagram there shows you that we have to actually collect all of the roof water runoff. So it's showing on each of the different colors where that water is going to. So there's five per the county's new requirements. Um, we have to collect all of that. So there's five um, planter boxes on the home. Each one of those planter boxes 
has um, several different layers in it. Uh, they have plants, they have soil, they have rocks, and um, all of the water is collected from the roof and sent to the planter box. And then from the planter box, it runs underground to um, dry well storage areas. And it's not until those dry wells are filled up does the water then come up through a PVC pipe and come out of a pop-up um, emitter. The water is then um, dispersed on the property and then once and then it's diffused across the property. Um, so I think that um, mitigates the concern. There's no ad additional water that's being created um, from from the fact that we're building the property. If anything, we're collecting um, more water than otherwise would have been collected from the site and slowing it down as it dissipates. The other thing I wanted to note that I had mentioned in um, my speech was that we are on the low side yes. of all of the adjoining neighbors. Um, on that paper too, I've highlighted in blue all of the stormwater planners for everybody so you can see where those are. Also, um, there's a blue line going around which shows the curb and gutter. Right. There should be two little dots on that and that shows where the stormwater inlets are. So there's actually two of them, one in front of the property and one on the side of the property. So once the water is diffused, it would then go to the street. So it's not running to a downhill neighbor. So nobody would be adversely affected by that. Um, and it's downhill from 16th anyway, slightly. Excuse me? It's slightly downhill from 16th. From 16th, from 15th? 16th. Okay. Okay, thank you. That's very helpful. So, so what water is running into the street, did you say? As any if if any water were to run because we're the the low property I don't know if is the picture still up on the um, okay. so that uh, right there do you see the um, all those houses starting left to right is grading down yeah so where that car is in front there's a stormwater inlet and there's one to the right so eventually once the water comes up through the emitter if it were to go it's off of the property. It's downhill from there, and there's a stormwater inlet there, so it would go into the drain. All right. Does that answer okay. your question? Yes. Thank yeah. you. So, so you're not connecting to the the stormwater system. You're collecting on site. Right. We're we're not running stormwater a sump pump directly into the storm drain. Okay. Okay. Got it. Any other questions for the applicant? So you are moving the house closer to the street. Ideally, we would like to. That's what you're requesting. Right. And the reason why we want to do that is because we don't, if you look at page eight, I'm sorry, page seven of, of your handout. The, the, um, the first picture shows the front elevation of the, of uh, that house. It's actually directly across from us in the picture and it doesn't have a garage and also the backyard as you can see it backs directly up to the park there's there's only a 10 foot um backyard so by being able to build a, a wider home we would be able to um, maintain a rear yard similar to what you see on page number nine Um, 
one other thing I'd like to speak to, if you don't mind, of, of just of his concerns, because I, I have taken them into consideration because they're important to me as well. If, if you can, I'm sorry, before you do that. Um, yes, sir. Page, so pages seven, eight and nine in the new packet that we have is essentially uh, neighborhood comparables for what you're trying to achieve. Is that a, um, I would know um, page number seven is what is what I would not want to do. Got, right. I understand. Yeah. Across the street. My, I, I was using inarticulate language, but I, yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then page you. number eight is, is per the staff report, per the recommendation. This is one of the um, comparable properties that they've used um, in, in reasoning for um, granting us the use permit. And so I wanted to show that as a comparable reason and why we're seeking to do that. And can you can you just briefly, what, you know, there, so there's what, five more pages. Can you walk us through those other ones real quick and um, talk about the trees? Sure. Um, the the first page, if we just go to, you want to start at page one? Sorry. Uh, uh, sure. So page one just gives an overall. So you can see from the street, um, there are, I would say, three, you know, main trees that we would be talking about, um, or to use his words of um, mature trees, if you will. Some of them, in fact, are, are I would argue or, or would state that are are too mature. Um, the first tree would be the tree that's in the front left-hand corner of the property. Um, I talked to the adjacent um, property owner, and he has no stake in whether or not that tree stays. And it, it's going, right? You're, Excuse me? It, it's going, right? I'm the sorry. Tree, the tree is going? You're cutting this This tree is going on page one? Yes. I, I would want to take down the, the right, two correct. trees in the front. And um, the reason primarily being the tree in the, um, the front left-hand corner, if you go to page four, you look at the highlighted section um, there's there's a three main things with the tree one is um, the trees leaning towards both my property and the adjacent property on the left hand side and um, some of the limbs are actually um, protruding over to where the new trees have been planted planted in the adjacent property obstructing its their ability to grow also on the highlighted, there's a, a wire that's connecting to the, the base of the tree going out to one of the limbs because the limb has been um, destabilized. So the tree currently is not in a stable state. So the likelihood of it surviving construction, let alone um, just by natural causes in the, in the near future is, is unlikely. Um, also on page four, if you look to the left-hand side of the highlighted portion, you can see that um, the tree is actually dying. So there's branches there that um, are indicating that the tree is not in good health. Um, on page five, the, um, the tree that's currently there is roughly five foot away from the house that's existing now. So there's just no way to save that tree um, and building a new home. Uh, it, it would it, both the tree itself and the limbs from the tree would be encroaching into the home and then um, the uh, root bulb that would be disturbed during construction as well, even if we could save it, would, would mean that the tree down the road would, would not survive. Um, I would like to note on page six, um, we're actually, by doing, by getting the use permit and, and building a shorter, uh, wider home, we would be able to save the two trees that are most important to the adjacent property owner on the left-hand side. And those are the two trees that I walked the property with him and um, were most important to him. By, by not having to go all the way back to just 10 foot off the property line, we would stay out of the, um, the uh, root structure 
for those two trees, as well as if you go to page, um, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but uh, the, the, the primary tree that I'd like to uh, discuss is on page two. The, um, the second picture of page two, and this is the tree that um, I would say is the, um, the most mature and nicest tree on the property or, or, or in proximity to the property. This is actually on the um, hospice's property um, directly behind us. And um, by staying 28 point, 28 point, whatever, roughly feet away from that tree versus 10 feet away from the tree, um, we were actually would be saving and um, helping to save this tree that's probably the nicest tree um, in, in the area versus going 10 foot back and getting into the um, root structure of that tree. So we, we also um, like trees and um, if, can, if we can save them, certainly we do everything um, within our ability to do that. We feel like it adds to the um, community and um, also to the uh, desirability of the property. Okay. Thank you. Good. Any other comments or questions? Well, I, I do. I do observe that the comparables that staff put in the staff report are not really nearby. Um, the closest one is 223 feet away, uh, 1502, which is is a distance. Um, 1502. I don't even see that. It's across the park. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, you know, the, the comparables aren't directly um, speaking to this case. I think the comment that the applicant just made regarding, you know, wanting to push the house back and, and impact on trees you know, sort of d does um, mitigate that a little bit by keeping the by keeping the house forward a little bit. It helps with the with the trees in, in the back. Um, so I I'm not sure. I think we'd be setting a bit of a precedent here by moving this house forward. Um, but um, there, I can I can just I can see a justification for it. Okay. Any other comments? Questions? Can you remind me how much more forward would this house be being? It's a side. It's not um, forward. It's a side. That's what I thought. Sorry. And 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 okay. So same question on the side. How? What? Um. What is the current setback versus? And I have obviously in front of me what the proposal is. Sure. Um, I mean, what the current setback is. We would like to build it 18.7 feet right. feet versus 25 feet. No, what, what, but the, so the, as built right now, is it 25 foot? Yeah. Oh, as built right now, it's 14.7 um, feet away. So we would actually be further away. Setting it back further. Setting it back further, right. But yeah, we would actually be back. That's what I thought. No, um, that's four, what I was trying to get at. Yes, yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate it. We would be four feet further away. So we're actually increasing the setback, not decreasing well, in the, it. In the front. In, in the front. From the current, not from comps. Right. Right. Yes. So I'm I'm looking at the I, I I'm a little confused because I thought that was the case, but when I look at the plat, the plat shows the existing building 
feet from the street. It's that, the side. I'm sorry. The it's the side on on 15th Street. I believe the front's by right. It should be yes. Okay. Let me look at that again. Yes, I'm looking at this one. So, yeah, I, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Just one question about the trees, because I think you're removing three from the front, but how many trees are you replacing with the project? Uh, we're removing two from the front. Um, Typically, uh, we haven't done a, a full um, site plan yet as far as the arborists go, but it, generally speaking, for a home this size, we would put roughly five trees back. Okay. 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 Any other questions, comments, motion? Madam Chair, first, I would like to commend this applicant on his information and supplemental material, even though it was late. I found it very helpful and something that, you know, it provided more information than we see in a lot of these new builds. I agree. And so I would just like to commend you on that. I also find that this house is entirely reasonable and, and it's not the typical house that comes before us that is tried to build to the limits. That's right. Um, so that being said, I would be uh, prepared to bring a motion if no one else has any comments. Please. Go ahead. I'm I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V-11800-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. Thank you. Uh, motion to approve is made by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Malice. I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Their votes aye. Approved. Thank you very much. Zero. Appreciate your Thank time. Thank you very much. Good luck. Please call the next case. Okay. Now the next case on our agenda is case number V-11801-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Ann C. Renovara Peraro, the owner, to permit a street setback of 9.1 feet to the wall, 7.1 feet to the eave instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave from 19th Street North as required regarding a one-story rear addition to an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 1826 North Stafford Street within the Cherrydale Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution denying the use permit request. Two alternative resolutions with conditions have been provided should the BZAC fit to approve the application as advertised or with a minimum street setback of 7.5 feet to the eave. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packet was assembled and printed. This includes email correspondence regarding regard, regard excuse me, uh, concerns, um, email correspondence regarding revised plans to show the eve at 7.5 feet from 19th Street North with revised site plan and floor plans. It also includes email correspondence regarding neighborhood outreach with two letters of support. Questions for staff? We have another plat to look at. Is that mm -hmm. a bit similar to the case from earlier tonight, where the, uh, there's an alternative resolution with new uh, documentation? And you've reviewed it, and it's consistent with the yes. advertisement. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Any, oops. Hello. We've gone dark. Hmm. <laughs> you have lost our commentary time. pause. Oh, we have no um, screen. Somebody pulled a plug. Time to go. <laughs> oh, see you later. Freshman, I, we have tech support, I believe, in the building. I'm going to be able to look for them. Um, okay. Okay, we'll have to. We'll have a momentary recess while we try to get solve our technical difficulties.
Okay. Wait for Blake, huh? Sorry? They cannot? Yeah. The public cannot see us? Does it? Yeah. Uh, so plan on, we do it on Friday. So and then you'll have the week. <sighs> The broadcast, we're broadcasting? Yeah, Stephen says he can see and hear us. Okay, so we just need Blake. Okay. What are all these old treasures? Can we find him?
Okay, break's over. Technology seems to be restored. Let us proceed. Will we please call the next case? Certainly. Uh, please remind me where we were. <laughs> 801. Sure thing. Okay, so next case number is case number V-11801-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Ann C. Renovald Perara, the owner, to permit a street setback of 9.1 feet to the wall, 7.1 feet to the eave, instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave from 19th Street North as required. Regarding a one-story rear addition to an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 1826 North Stafford Street in Cherrydale. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution denying the use permit request. Two alternative excuse me, two alternative resolutions with conditions have been provided should the BZA see fit to approve the application as advertised or with a minimum street setback of 7.5 feet to the eave. Please note that supplemental materials for this case have been submitted after the application packets were assembled and printed, including revised plan to show the eaves at 7.5 feet from 19th Street North, as well as neighborhood outreach regarding two additional letters of support. Okay, thank you. Um, any questions for staff? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to follow what, can you describe what the applicant did to sh shrink the project? I can talk, speak on that. I met with the applicant last Friday after the staff reports went out and we discussed that we couldn't find any comparables as close as 7.5 feet, or sorry, as close as 7.1 feet as they request in their advertisement language. So they went ahead and also submitted revised plans showing the EVAT 7.5 feet. So what, what did they actually do to shrink it? Cut the EVAT back. They just made a, a smaller eave. The wall is still in the same place. Yeah, it's a two-foot eave that was originally advertised. Yeah. Willing to reduce it. So there was no measurement to the wall, just to the eave? There is a measurement of 9.1 feet. Staff could find comparables for that, but couldn't find for the eave. Is that the dimension on the right rear of the... Right rear corner. Right rear corner? Yeah. 9.1? That's existing, right? I believe so. So this this application, the house is already non-conforming. They're adding to the back. That's correct, in line with the existing house. And they're just building it in line with the existing building. Correct. I believe there's an existing screen porch that's 9.1 feet that's being further enclosed with a new building wall. And the building wall will maintain the same setback as the existing house um, from that street setback along 19th Street North. And the way the street angles off, it actually is a greater setback as it goes to the back of the, the porch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other questions of the staff? This is confusing. Well, I do appreciate, <laughs> you know, the applicant attempting to make this more compatible so that we don't have to make a decision on whether to set the bar even lower. Right, right. Okay. Okay, hearing none, uh, can we hear from the applicant, please? Hello. Good evening. I'm the applicant, Anne Pereira, and this is my daughter, Cassie Runewald. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak to you this evening. 
Um, we have lived in Arlington for 25 years. We've recently purchased this home to accommodate our multi-generational family. Soon we will be three generations living together in this house. We appreciate that this house is 122 years old. We love the large yard and mature trees. The house also has a sentimental value factor as my best friend was born and lived there for 25 years. Wow. We want to preserve this house and as much of the yard and the trees as possible. Our most pressing concern at the moment is that my mom needs a bedroom suite on the main floor level um, to meet her needs. And if we're allowed to enclose the existing screen and porch, we can achieve these at a reasonable cost. Uh, tearing down this house and building a new one yeah. is not really in our, within our financial means. Um, I also want to note when my partner and I did neighborhood outreach, uh, the neighbors seemed very much in favor of this enclosure as they were happy to know that we were not going to tear down this home um, and do a new build. Uh, staff recommends denying our request uh, because there is no president that was mentioned, um, the closest being the 1.5 feet, um, 7.5 feet, I'm sorry. But we would like to point out that our house was built 20 years uh, before any of the other homes in the neighborhood. Um, and that the difference really is just that 0.4 feet of the eaves. Um, we respectfully ask that you consider our request favorably, um, but we would also like to inform the board um, it was already noted that that we are um, happy to comply with the staff recommendation of the alternative number two, which specifies that a street back setback of the 75 feet, 7.5 feet is maintained to the eaves instead of the 7.1. Our architect Patrick McCarthy, I think, is still um, here virtually too to answer any questions. Thank you. So just to reiterate, your alternative number two, approval of a 7.5 street setback to the eve, is something that you can accommodate. Yes. Thank you. Any other questions for the applicant? Uh, not for the applicant. If, if we approve this and want to reference this plat, it does not have a, I'm looking, a date on it. We have to figure out how we'll identify it. Uh, yes, Ms. Malice, um, you could refer to it perhaps by the sheet title A0.0 .0 within the supplemental materials packet for the case. Um, I believe in my mind that would make it clear and we do have, you know, our supplemental materials are uploaded to our website as well as in our um, zoning division records. So we will maintain these um, drawings. Would you repeat that? That would be a reference added to first condition? Uh, yeah, it could be done similarly to the case earlier this evening, um, referencing perhaps the um, sheet title, which is A0.0, .0 um, so, and the sheet title architectural site plan. Mr. Bowen, the our, our original package also has an 80.0 in it. Um, let's check the differences there, and let's see if there's any. I, I assume that this has been revised, but the, the stack number is the same. 80.0. It could be done um, perhaps in conjunction of mentioning, I believe, let's see what condition number one, how it's written, just a moment. It's kind of hard to see the numbers. 
Are they different? I do see an EVE setback of 7.5 feet um, in the supplemental material submission, yes. As a point five, I'm looking, well, what does the original say? Can you read what that original number was? Uh, it should say 7.1, but I'm looking it up now. Like 7.3. Pretty tiny. Did you say the architect was here? Yes, yes. No, oh, I... he's joined. Patrick. I, I, I am on the phone. Could you clarify the, the differences between the two plats? Um, so the, the two site plans that were uploaded, um, I think as Blake was kind of specifying, the, the initial one had an EVE setback of 7.1 feet from the property line. And the revised one, which unfortunately I, I numbered the sheet the same way, um, has a revised setback to the EVE of 7.5 feet to you know, accommodate the um, alternative that was suggested by the staff. So how do we identify this, the, this, the preferred 7.5 in terms of um, including it in a, a condition so that the proper um, document is referenced? If you, if you had two with the same page number or. There is actually a date listed in a separate date from the original. Oh. The original on the side has a date of November 4th. And the new one providing supplemental material has a date of where do you December see, 11th. Where do you see the date? 12, 11, 22. Very small in the left-hand corner. Up in the corner. In the bottom left-hand corner. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a vertical text on the far left side of the drawing. 12, 11, mm -hmm. 22. 12, this 11, one 12. is. So 12, 11, 22 is the one we want? Right. Okay. But when it comes to that, we want to okay. make sure we include the correct document. Okay. Any other questions for the applicants or their architect? <clears throat> Hearing none. You want to jump this time? <laughs> I'm going um, to, I'm going to let um, Miss Malice try and do it because she did that last I one. did the, I, I did such a good job on I'm the last not, one. I'm going to take turns. My, my mental uh, acuity with adding the is not here tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> adding the extra condition. Um, I, I see no, uh, I see this application as approvable and I'd like to move that in case number V-11801-22-UP-1, uh, the Board of Zoning Appeals grants the alternate number two proposed resolution, which is approval of a 7.5 foot street setback to the eve. With the conditions listed in the staff report with the addition to condition number one. Says. As shown. On the plat in attached to the supplemental material submitted at the hearing dated 12-1-22. Excellent. 12-11, wasn't it? 12-11-22. Okay. I will second. Okay. 
Very good. We have motion approval alternate 20 uh, number two <clears throat> with a, an addition to condition number one. I will call the roll. Ms. Mattis. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. Approved four to zero. Thank you very much. Concludes your item. Enjoy. Okay, thank you. Call the next case, please. Yes, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11802-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Cindy Catcher on behalf of Cushion Kelly Kumar, the owner, to permit a right side setback of 0 0.6 feet to the wall and roof instead of one feet, or excuse me, one foot as required, and to permit a rear setback of 0 0.8 feet to the wall and roof instead of one foot as required regarding a half-story addition above an existing non-conforming detached garage in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 3232 North Albemarle Street. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Excellent. Questions for staff? We have we, we did oh. not have supplement. We did not have any supplemental materials or speakers for this case. Um, I'm not the owner. I'm here. What? We're we're not talking. We were talking about supplemental not, materials. Not yet. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, so we don't have 47, 14, 33rd, right? That's correct. That's the most affected neighbor. Okay. I have a question for Mr. Bowen. Please. Yes, Ms. Mouse. So is there a staircase that's involved here and, and kind of? Yes, there is a new staircase and landing, um, which is being added to access the upper level of the garage. And, and that is forward of the property line or is that in line with this back line? I was really having trouble reading these. It's, it's the stairs are close to the front facade of the garage um, on the left side of the garage, I believe. Yeah, the, not the towards the line. front. Toward, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The stairs. Not towards the pro back property. Correct. Line. Yes. Okay. Toward the house and driveway. Okay. Yeah. And the stairs and landing um, do not require um, setback relief. It's just the building wall and eaves. Got it. All right. Okay. All right. Any other questions for staff? Applicant? Are we having you or the screen or what are we having? Who's presenting? Who's speaking? I'm, I'm the property owner. I'm speaking. So, um, oh, there's Cindy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm Kelly Kumar and my husband can't be with us. He's recovering from surgery, but um, we um, are requesting your approval for our um, garage that we're um, we bought the house in 2010 and we've been living here since we have three kids we know all of our neighbors really well and um have been very active in our community um we um um our the garage we can't park in it right now and so we're we'd like to do a remodel and be able to park in it and such and um to do so um we'd like to also not tear down the structure that's already there and work with what we have um, it fits in nice with the architectural details of our house and it's 
Um, it does need some, it was built in the um, 30s, so it needs some um, improvements, but um, we would like to try to work with it rather than tear it down. Um, our neighbor um, that is closest to the property line on the side of the um, garage would very much also like us to not tear it down and keep it as is. And so that's why we're coming to you. Have you been in touch with your the neighbor to the rear, 4714? Yes, I've been there several times. Um, the owners of the house are not living in the house any longer. Um, the people who are living in it, um, it's too, um, I think they're the sons of the owners, but they are rarely home. They're rarely there. Um, I only see lights occasionally, and they're only at like 11 o'clock at night. I've knocked on the door several times, um, and I've put letters through the mail slot, and I haven't received any information back from them. What are their names? I don't know. It's the sons, the owners. I know the owners' names. I think the um, Richard Birch, he, I think, is in an assisted living facility, and Pam Hawkins is his um, I don't think they're actually married, but they were together and still maybe are together many, many years. I don't know if Mr. Birch is, he's still on the title, but I'm not sure if he's, what his condition is. I know he was, had some medical issues a couple of years ago. Okay. Any, uh, any questions for um, Ms. Kumar or her agent? Did you have uh, comments that you wanted to make? I think she covered everything. Uh, we, in addition to um, adding nine square feet of coverage for the landing of this proposed staircase, you should note that we're reducing the asphalt on the driveway by 35 square feet. So there'll be a net of 24 square feet added permeable on the property. And I feel really good about that. Okay, good. Um, Living on an RPA in Arlington County myself, I appreciate every square foot of permeable property. Thank you. Any other, any questions? Yeah, on that point, um, it says that the proposed coverage is 39.5. 39.98 um, after we remove the asphalt. Say it again. 49. 39.98, I think it is. And you're permitted 40%. We are. So you have absolutely no room for error here. We have no room for error, and <laughs> we are building straight up on the existing. We're not adding. We're net-net we're subtracting 24 square feet. So did you remove the asphalt in order to stay under 40%? We will. We haven't done it yet. That's what we're proposing. And and that's in the drawing somewhere? or That's that's in the packet you have. It's It's on the right side of the driveway. Um, and it's, yeah. Yeah, you have no room for error, so mm -hmm. double check your numbers. <laughs> we would, yeah. I, well, I, okay, now I see where the stairs are. Uh, there might be Trust me, I cringed when I heard the other uh, case where the casing. builder built 10 inches over Don't. the line. I couldn't, as a builder, I it could happens. never. I, it, it happens. <laughs> but if it happens to you, it becomes a variance and disaster. not a use it's permit. A disaster. It's a disaster. And, and you're in a, a 10 foot setback or 10 inches of setback is very different than 10 inches of coverage or 10. I understand. Okay. So okay. You, you just have to tear up more driveway. <laughs> All right. Okay. Any other questions of the of Ms. Kumar or Ms. Keswick? No. Okay. 
motion? Yes, Madam indeed. Uh, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the BZA use permit V-11802-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. A second. Okay, the motion is made by Mr. Kaplan and seconded by Ms. Clark. I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Their votes aye. Your application is approved for zero. Thank you so much. And thank you to the staff. You Enjoy your project. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hope your husband feels better. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay. Please call the next case. Yes, our next case on the agenda is case number V-11803-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Todd and Rhonda Daniel, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 7.8 feet to the front porch instead of 10 feet as required, to permit a left side setback of 8 feet to the front porch instead of 10 feet as required, and to permit an aggregate side yard width of 15.8 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a new front porch to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 4658 5th Street South within the Barcroft Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that supplemental material was received for this case after the application packet was assembled and printed, and this includes an additional neighborhood outreach letter. Thank you. Questions for staff? Um, that outreach letter, I'm looking at the addresses here. It doesn't seem to be on the tax map. 4765, I didn't have. That one. 571. 571 is in supplemental. Sorry. That's the supplemental. 511 or I think it's 511. 511. Yes. Yeah, I have a note oh, of 511. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Still missing. We, um, we have Todd or Rhonda Daniel. 6-1. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Both Todd and Rhonda are on. Okay. Go for it. Please explain your project to us. Yeah, so we're just looking for variances for those side easements that were mentioned. The proposed porch is to run the length of the current property out in front. We did get a pretty robust neighborhood response with all of the neighbors front side and rear signing off. Uh, apart from that, we just appreciate the board's consideration and here to answer any other questions you might have. Any questions for the applicant? I don't, it seems to be you're missing a rear neighbor. Am I missing something? Maybe I overlooked it. 4765, right? Your most rear neighbor? No, that was the supplemental information. That 4765, uh, Blake, I had emailed that to you a few days back, I think. That was the one that came the latest because they were no longer the owners of the property and were, oh, excuse me, they remain owners, but they're renting. So they well, sent us their email remotely. That's, that's wonderful. What we have is 511. I will check my email. We may have missed that one. Just a moment. Sure. Okay. I really appreciate your diligence. It makes our decision making. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. The rear neighbor was, was I know, the last one we sent over. That was the only one that was missing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one where they just 
we moved out a couple months ago and are renting that house out. Yeah, that was that was five minutes. Or excuse me, four, 4765 six. That's the Blake, I emailed that to you on the sixth at four fifty two PM. <laughs> Okay. Documentation. Very specific. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Documentation. Okay. That's I good. do see the. Um, we have sixty-one. From on the six, I see the five eleven South Abington, and let me see if there's anything after that date. Yeah. Let me find that too. Maybe I'm mistaken. I know. Yeah. I do have an email from December eighth. Oh, apologies. Maybe that email followed with the the last rear neighbor. And I have a signature from it looks like Tristan at forty six six or sorry forty seven sixty five six three seven. Bingo. There it is. I apologize. We do no, have. No. Okay. Right. So it could have been a. It could have been expedited. <laughs> okay. Motion. Motion. Um, I'm happy to just Cole in Blake's stocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cole made you wait till the end. I deserve it. Okay, um, we're good. Yeah. Are we good? Good. In case V 11803 22 UP 1, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the proposed resolution approving the use permit subject to the conditions listed in the staff report. I'll second. Been moved by Ms. Malice, seconded by Ms. Clark for approval. I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion is approved four to zero. Congratulations. Enjoy your project. Thank you. And please call the last case. Just a moment. Okay, the last case of the evening is case number V-11804-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Desiree Zega on behalf of Griffin and Michelle Cole, the owners, to permit a left side setback of four feet to the rear deck instead of five feet as required regarding a new rear deck to an existing one-family dwelling in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 2397 North Quebec Street in the Dove excuse me, Dover Crystal Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. We do not have any supplemental materials or speakers for this case either. Excellent, thank you. Questions for staff? Applicant, Griffin or Michelle Cole and or? Hi, uh, Desiree Zaga here representing Griffin and Michelle Cole. Excellent. Yeah. Any, like anything you'd to say for the project? Um, only that they, um, the Griffins, they have a, uh, they have a small child in their house, and when they purchased the home in 2019, the existing deck was in need of repair to fix some critical issues. Uh, the footers supporting the deck aren't code, and the staircase is not structurally sound, and the wood um, is deteriorating and is cracked and splitting. So they would like to rebuild the deck. Uh, they have the support of all of uh, all of the neighbors surrounding their area that they could find. Um, they, the one neighbor that they didn't have, uh, they attempted to contact several times up until the hearing to get their approval, but they were never able to make contact with them. Which neighbor was that? Is that 2400? Uh Yes. Okay. And they're not directly affected? 
by right. the, the permit. They have the support of everybody that can see the deck. Sometimes we're interested in land disturbance. So even if you can't see it, you, you may be affected. No, I understand. They, they did try several times to contact those neighbors without any success. Okay. Any questions, comments, motions? Madam Chair, I okay? move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit V-11804-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second it. <laughs> Been moved by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Clark for approval. I call the roll. Ms. Mallis. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. This request is approved four to zero. Thank you. Enjoy your project. Madam Chair. Mr. Kaplan. I move to approve the minutes from the November 9th, 2022 BZA hearing. Second. Minutes for the November meeting? November meeting, yes. Hey. Usually that's your job to do that. So. I know. <laughs> I appreciate you stepping in. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Let me call the roll. Ms. Matt. Hi. Mr. Ms. Clark. Hi. Mr. Kent. Hi. Chair votes aye. Minutes so, are minutes are approved for zip. Ms. Madam Chair. We oui. If we're all present, do we need a roll call vote? We started that roll call vote when we were virtual. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we just, you mean for every every motion? Yeah, in the past. Well, I, just, I did I ask, I did ask one point and then I reverted back to. Yeah, I, just, just I thought we were, do you know if it's. I do know that we started the roll call vote during the virtual hearing. So now that we're back in person we probably don't not, have and to. everyone's been here, I, we might not need to do it. Okay. We can look into that further if needed. We just say eyes and, you know. I you might want to tell Ms. Lindsay, I mean, mm -hmm. Ms. Arthur's. Um, I'll make a note of it. Because it was her script. Right? So, what can I say? Are we going to do the calendar? I like going last, though. So You do what? I like to go last. Well, so now you, my, then you'd have to go simultaneous. Make my mind up. Well, if you go last, then you have to be chair. <laughs> so, think it over. <laughs> wow. Um, are we going to do the calendar? I do have a conflict for January 11th. Okay. Which I'm trying to resolve, but if I need to, I may just need the first half hour that I'll be gone, but there's an option I could still tune in. Yeah, my, my feeling is that, you know, it's, I would prefer to just adopt the whole thing and deal with anomalies as we have to. So I know you have one. I think Lindsay will have one. And if we can move it at each one, I think for January is probably too tight mm -hmm. to do that anyway. And then you would still have the hybrid option if you were somewhere else and wanted yeah, I know to, the first, to dial in the first late. Part, at least 30 to 45 minutes. I You'd just be late. late for the hearing. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. We, as long as we had three people here. Yeah, as long as there's a quorum, um, the meeting can, so, the hearing can proceed. With three people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In person, so yeah. So we could still accommodate, accommodate that. Okay. And yeah, I agree that um, revisions to the calendar can be considered on a case-by-case -case basis as needed as we move forward. So I, I do think, I mean, I have no problem with approving a calendar, but 
it has been our practice to try, if people know that they have a conflict ahead of time, to to try to schedule around it, only because random conflicts happen too. And so you don't want to start off with just four and then have, you know, something else happen. So that's it. That's the reason. Well, so. I guess I, I mean, it's kind of up to you. If you want to, would you rather work on on an amendment to this for June and December? Or how, I mean, I guess we could just go through May, but for me, it's better to put them all on the calendar for the whole year. I can certainly work on amendments. If we yes. have to defer something or, or, no, especially knowing that one absentee puts a lot of pressure on everybody else, but it's bound to happen mm -hmm. like it did tonight. Right. It's just that, you know, you, you don't want to go in knowing, you know, if you can avoid having any absences to start with, then, mm -hmm. you know, emergencies are easier to handle. Right. Um, and so the question really, and, and I'm indifferent if you want to just adopt through May or adopt the whole schedule, but... It would what I would be looking at is do you does the board want to look at another date for June so that I could be here? I'm completely fine with missing it. I mean, you know, it's that's Aww. not it's not it's not to accommodate me, but if if you all want to look at a, the next week out, um, I would be back by then. Do we know if there's a um and you, you, you probably situation? don't know this now? Uh, not offhand now. I would suggest that we certainly adopt it and then he can check the room availability for June and December. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same thing, because I think Lindsay had a holiday thing last year and I think we've just been hitting. Yeah, well, hitting. and we could ask her whether this one works or not. Right. It might be that it's only the June one. Right. And then we could easily amend, you know, amend the uh, the calendar once you know what the dates are and we confirm. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. With okay. Mm -hmm. Ready? <laughs> Madam Chair, um, I motion approval of the BZA calendar for 2023. Second. Moved and seconded. Mr. Kaplan, Ms. Malice. All those in favor? Aye. 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 No opposed. <laughs> okay. <laughs>